Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Lauren Howard of Prime Plus Mortgages. Lauren, it's awesome to have you on the show. I appreciate you having me. Really excited to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Lauren so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Lauren is the founder and president of Prime Plus Mortgages, a private money loans company. Lauren, who is a serial entrepreneur, loving father and husband, boasts a portfolio of multiple successful companies, world records, and decorated football career. He's a coveted world record holder for indoor rowing in the 500 meter, 100 meter, and max distance in one minute. Additionally, Lauren provides service probably serves as the president of the Valley Gardens, a 501c3 charity that runs on $0 operating budget that offers mentorship, leadership, and educational opportunities to underprivileged children in Phoenix, Arizona. Lauren, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. I, I need to, I like that bio right there. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> exactly. You're doing so many awesome things. It's hard to, to keep up with everything that you're doing, but um, I love, I love how you're, you're putting a dent in the universe, so to speak. Try, man. Try, try. One day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to kind of rewind the clock a little bit here, a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your businesses. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Growing up, I'd always been a, uh, an athlete, like playing football. So I was, uh, you know, I was an All-American in high school and a blue chip and um, you know, went off to play football at Northwestern in, in college. Um, you know, kind of got there uh, thinking I'd go to Northwestern because, you know, I had offers all over the country. You could have gone to Miami, you could have gone to Nebraska, you could have gone to Michigan, you could have gone to USC. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't start playing football until my in high school. So I didn't really know I was going to be football really hard with the leave of faith, figure I got to get education and, and, and play some Big Ten football. Uh, but I got there, I was starting on day two in camp. Uh, you know, I was Big Ten defensive freshman of the year, freshman All-American. I was all, I was all, same year that Maurice Claret was the Big Ten uh, offensive freshman of the year. And I was a Big Ten defensive freshman of the year. Nice. And, um, it, you know, so it took off and, and uh, you know, football was, was going to be the ticket from there out. And uh, my sophomore year came out, I was all conference, just kind of dominated. It did really, really well. Going into my junior year, Mel Kuyper had me being the ranked as the second DN to go in the draft. This is preseason, obviously, right? It was the same class as Mario Williams and Matthias Kiwanuka coming out of uh, Boston College. And I'm going, I think, 10th. Mario ended up going first in the draft, and then I am getting hurt. And I got hurt. Uh, um, that's going into week. Uh, I came back six weeks later, probably too fast. Uh, developed with that knee tendonitis that never healed up. Mm. Um, played the last six games, uh, and then my knee never really got better. I tried to get healthy, and I came into camp the following year, couldn't play. I'd have surgery again and, and um, transferred to ASU. So you know, all of a sudden, my, my, my uh, football crew, I'd be, you know, I never thought, I ever thought that I would uh, do anything. So I was going to start a business with a friend of mine, and we decided to start like a supplement manufacturing line with a sexual enhancement product. And I kind of call that my MBA. 
um, you know, we borrowed like I borrowed five grand from, from from two different three different uncles, and so we both put fifteen grand into the pot. And um, you know, keep in mind, I never had a sales job before in my life. I, I talked very fast and mumble. I was an athlete. I was a smart guy. I was a driven guy, but no business background. My mom was a teacher, substitute teacher. Dad wasn't really around a whole lot. Um, you know, we grew up pretty pretty humble. Pretty humble. We you know what I mean. Um, and so uh, you know, I didn't have a business background, money background, so. Decided to go start a business. It's a little bit of a ass backwards way of doing things. You know, usually you get out of the business world and the sales world and, and kind of figure it out. But that wasn't a path for me. And um, we learned a lot through that process. We learned set up comedy. We didn't learn how to do it. <laughs> so we were thinking we were going to sell this thing online, kind of like the Enzyme model. Remember that mail on Hanson probably Enzyme back in the day with the free trial and the rebuild. And, uh, so, you know, we thought, well, once we launched the website and send, make it go live, that yeah, we did that in the case. We built a website with a guy in India. I don't know how long you go into the story. I could abbreviate. Company that's building the website. And I became really close with him and uh, actually hired him away. He actually got, he left the company because the, I guess the, 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 the head guy was an asshole and, um, and we had built a relationship, so he kind of went dark on me. I hit him up and asked him what was going on. He told me a story, so I sent him like I think two hundred fifty bucks just to take care of him because he's a friend of mine. He was down and out, and we became really, really tight from that. And so from there, we decided to partner up, and he would set up an office over there, and and uh, I would get out there and try to sell the websites, packages, and SEO packages, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of my first, my second venture in a business, and really, I got into a BNI networking group there, which is how, and, and it was one of those deals where you just like you crack a sale and you can like pay your rent that month. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it was a struggle. You know, he, he's on the other side, a young guy in India, set up an office and trying to manage that. And I'm running the front here. And it was just, you know, it was, it was a struggle, but it was fun, you know. And I still have a relationship with, his name is Ajay to this day. He actually, I had never met him personally, but we were like brothers. And he actually came out to my wedding uh, four years ago. I got to meet him for the first time. And, and uh, we haven't done business together probably in you know, 10 years, but we just had those kind of spirits. And so from, from there, um, I met a guy that kind of taught me the lead, the lead uh, generation business. And so, um, I started generating leads through call centers. So I would broker, I'd go find call centers on LinkedIn or on Skype in the Philippines and in India. And then I would go, they were generating like call verified leads or live transfers. Right. And I would, I, I would go and find buyers and I'd link them up and I'd make a dollar or two bucks a lead. And then uh, I found a guy who let me license his lead exchange platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of became like a lead brokerage and that's kind of where I really started making good money. I mean, my first million bucks, I was probably 26, 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, scaled that business to about, no, two or three million dollars in revenue out of my, you know, my guest, my guest room by myself, you know, and all my employees were virtual, mm-hmm. you know, in other countries managing these things. And then, uh, then I got involved into a, a, a compounding pharmacy, and and, uh, and the compounding pharmacy did really, really well. We did, you know, eight, eight figures in, in, uh, in like fifteen months. Um, and uh, it, it was a, uh, so then from there I started investing my money into real estate and and uh, sort of lending it out into the hard money space. That's how I learned about hard money. And when the, and then the compounding world kind of disintegrated because they stopped paying for compounds and um, we got into the lending space and into the, into, into the real estate investment space and into the day trading space, which is, which is what I do now. You know, I came from having a 170 employees in 40 states in a 10,000 square foot facility, having to go to the office every day, which comes with, comes with a lot of stress, comes with a lot of responsibility. And um, you know, now like I work from home and my employees are virtual uh, you know, the, it's, uh, I got, uh, the business is really systematized. So, uh, at the time, you know, I have a one-year-old son now and spend with my family, spend with my wife and, and to really live the lifestyle that, uh, that I want 
do and have the time that I want to, which I think is uh, is important for me at least. That's kind of where, 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 where that's my journey up to up to now. So I kind of packed in, I don't know, a good fifteen years into however long that was. <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of minutes now, I definitely appreciate you for for synthesizing that and getting that down. You know, so that we can hear you know the journey. So many times we don't see, we just see the finish line or where a person is. We don't see the process that it takes to get there. And so I wanted to ask you now um, for like uh, a little bit more about your business. Could you take us through like how you serve your clients, what exactly that process is, and what you feel kind of is your secret sauce of the thing you feel kind of sets you or your organization apart? Yeah, sure. Good question. Um, so for me. You know, hard, hard money loans, just to be real, it's an asset-based loan, right? It's a short-term asset-based loan that people use to acquire investment properties. Mm-hmm. So they want to go buy a property from a wholesale or a pre-foreclosure and they need to close in a week. You know, they come to us and, and we don't pull credit. We don't we don't have background checks. We just purely lend on the asset value and it's only on investment properties. And so um, what sets us aside a little bit is it's a de- it is a little bit of a commoditized business, uh, but um, we're very quick, right? Like I'm the owner of a company. I have one partner who's a 25% partner who's a, uh, um, was 50-50 partner in the bank, but we have two lending arms. One of them I own and then he owns half of the other one. And so, uh, so yeah, but, um, you know, we make fast decisions. I mean, we're able to get an answer within an hour, hour and a half. Uh, we, we tend to be a little bit more aggressive sometimes on our terms because we really know the wholesale values of the properties. Um, and we want, it's customer service. We want to get to know our clients and, and, and follow up. And, and it's, I think, I think when you're in a business that can be slightly commoditized, the, the level of service and speed is what's going to um, usually set you aside, I think. Uh, and I think that's what we do a really good job of. Um, our systems, our operations, our response times. Um, Catherine, you know, our, our SEL girl, does an amazing job. We rank for all the top keywords in, uh, locally here. As we only went in Arizona. And so I think that's kind of what what, uh, what sets us aside, you know? Yeah, also, absolutely. I, I, one other thing too is it's all our own money. It's me, and my partner's money, or it's bank lines of credit. So a traditional hard money lending fund um, typically has a reg deep uh, private place memorandum, which they raise private funds, right? So they have investors to speak to, they have to deal with, uh, you know, if people want redemptions, uh, raising more money, deploying that money. So we tend to have a little bit, be a little bit more nimble in that aspect because it's all our own cash, or it's our lines of credit to banks that that we're personally guaranteed on. And so because of that, you know, we can we can make you know, faster and, and, and more efficient decisions and, and it's less management from us uh, having to try to manage, you know, with a fund or investor. So. Yeah. Anytime you have so many more people that uh, have a voice, so to speak, it becomes a lot more red tape and it kind of reminded me of Madden. Every time I played Madden, it would say speed kills. And uh, that sounds like it's relevant as well too, as you, you start to see every business commoditized, the, the faster and quicker you're able to kind of communicate, provide quality service and do that at a quicker pace. Uh, that definitely provides a, a great way to kind of uh, break through the noise. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I, think, I think a lot of times it depends on where you're at in your, in your CEO journey, but I definitely think like having a, a, a good routine, like a good morning routine. Uh, like for me, I get up and I meditate. I, I have a hyperbaric chamber that I sit in for an hour and then I work out like, and, and, and depend, you know, what, when you're going through stressful times or you're in a startup environment or you're, you need to have the right, routines and qualities that you need to read the right things, do the right things for your mind, your brain. Cause that, that's got that, That's going to be your fuel, man. And, and you, it, it, it's hard to get through tough times and tough situations and even good ones without, you know, optimizing your, you know, your, your, and it starts with your, with your overall physical health, right? It's what you put in your body 
um, it, you know, it's, it's your sleep, it's, it's your meditation, it's your reading, and it's having, I think, that balance to, to be able to fuel you for the day. So I would say is get into the habit of having, having a, you know, your, your Tony Robbins calls it your power hour. There's a mm-hmm. p- plenty of words for it, but um, just having that routine in the morning that, that feeds you the energy you need for the day to be able to attack that day. Yeah, absolutely. I think he says too is in order to win the day, you got to win the morning. And a lot of times when you, you win that morning, you understand what exactly success looks like. It empowers yourself, you know, through that day. And I think that's absolutely powerful. So I love uh, that hack. And, and so now I want to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. If you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell this to your younger business self. You know, it's a little bit of a, uh, Jim, Jim, Jim Rohn had a quote that always stuck with me that was, uh, you know, a lot of the times, more often than not, the qualities that get you to where you're trying to go are not the same qualities that are going to help you enjoy it while, when you're there, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I see a lot of guys that – and it's good to be ambitious and continue to go for bigger and better and greater goals, but I also think it's important to recognize maybe some of the unhealthy um, characteristics that might have led you to success, the unbalanced, the – the, the neglect of other areas of your life, the, you know, because you've been developed these habits and then you get to a place where you're successful and you have the money and you have the resources and you have the time, but you, you, but you, but you don't have the skill set mentally or psychologically to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think sometimes you can always kind of reassess where you're at, where you came from, where you're trying to go and, and, and you know, and the mentality and skill sets that kind of got you there because I think those, you know, you want to be able to, you want to be able to enjoy your life and have balance and sometimes i know for me i mean i was super unbalanced and super single-minded super super focused on where i was going and and almost selfish in a sense and and uh you know i had to to reflect on that and 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 figure out and now i'm I'm, I'm where i want to get where i wanted to go to be able to enjoy that and and, and, uh you know smell the roses i guess awesome so now i wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question which is the definition of what it means to be a ceo and we're hoping to have different quote-unquote ceos on the show so lauren what does being a ceo mean to you I think being a CEO kind of is, is knowing like really it's, it's a journey of knowing yourself, right? Knowing your management style, knowing your leadership style, uh, and then be able to play into your strengths, knowing your personality style, knowing what drives you. And then. Awesome. 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 Well, Lauren, truly appreciate your, your definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and team are working on. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, what, what, one thing that always comes to mind is uh, I've never known a, a successful entrepreneur that, that did like read all the time and always on, on a constant quest for knowledge. So I, I would, I would recommend to get in the habit of, of, of reading daily um, and, uh, and not use the stigma that we generate in school of, Oh, I hate to read, but really get out there and educate yourself because you're going to turn on light bulbs. Um, as far as things that, you know, I, I run a charity uh, that I started with, some friends down here, we've raised like about $1.4 million in the last four years. And we give all of the money we raise to different uh, uh, kids in need here in the Valley of Arizona. And that's kind of my, my passion project and, and my operating business, which I'm really enjoying. And uh, it's called Valley Guardians. Um, you can go to valleyguardians.org and find out what we're all about. Um, you, know, you can find me on, on uh, Lauren Howard 66 on Instagram or, or uh, Lauren Howard on Facebook or um, on Twitter, but uh, yeah, but it's been really cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I love coaching people. I love helping people. I love giving advice. I love uh, taking advice too. So I'm a very approachable person, and I know I'm always trying to constantly improve and get better and help others do the same. So 
if anyone wants to, anyone wants to reach out, I'll be very responsive and um, I'm always here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you again, Lauren. We will have those links and information in the show notes for the organization as well as your, your social media links and, and for, for your, or your your company as well. Uh, but I appreciate you again for coaching us up and you know giving us so much words of wisdom and, and insight. And um, we, we will have all that information in the show notes as well too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.